Hi, good morning. It's uh, great to be with you again. I hope you um, enjoyed the little change in the intro today with uh, the the um, worship songs really kindly recorded by um, uh, um, Old Soul Survivor Church in Watford, actually. And they put all of their stuff online and just said, you know, you can use it if you want, uh, no problems. Which is great, isn't it? And it's lovely to see that sort of generosity and, uh, and desire to share and stuff. Um, brilliant. Well, great last week as well, wasn't it? Um, uh, you know, great to be able to have the, our first ever, what they're calling hybrid service, which was, um, you know, uh, online and um, uh, in person at Chalkstone as well at the same time. Um, felt a little bit strange, I have to say to you, preaching and talking from behind the screen, but yeah, it's what we've got to do, and, uh, and it seemed to go okay. So it was lovely to see some of you last week in, in the flesh. And um, but you know this we're back next few weeks we'll be back online and um, we're on the journey out aren't we and uh, this week again is going to be another step in that direction so great so lovely to be with you I hope you haven't eaten too much chocolate this week as well you know um, we try to be careful about being focusing Easter upon Jesus don't we but inevitably a little bit of chocolate makes its way in and uh, all those eggs so brilliant. Right, let's just have a little pray, shall we? I'm going to do things a little bit the other way around today. I'm going to um, uh, play my message in a little while um, first, and then we'll go into a time of uh, extended sort of like worship, and during that we'll break bread as well, um, um, and uh, we'll have a little bit of a time to pray as well at some point in there as well. Um, but let's just let's just pray for it as we start this morning. So, Lord, I just thank you again for the opportunity to be able to connect and share together like this online, Lord. And, and just pray, Holy Spirit, that in all that we do this morning, that we would know and sense your presence wherever we are, Lord. And that, Lord, alongside that, we will also feel a sense of connection between one another, Lord. Lord, we thank you for who you are and we just think you're amazing and we just want to be your people, Lord, doing your will in your way. And I pray that, Lord, somehow or another today will help us in that direction, Lord. Lord, we just lift up to you as well the pulse of our nation and uh, all that is going on. And Lord, although we'll pray a little bit later on, we do just want to lift up our nation to you at the moment, Lord. As we also go through um, this uh, this time of COVID, we just continue to thank you that numbers of, of, of infections and serious illness and deaths are coming down. And we thank you that <coughs> the uh, vaccinations are being rolled out. And we thank you for that. But we also just pray, Lord, for our royal family at this time and in their grief and in the collective grief that will come from that, Lord, as our nation mourns somebody who has um, been a leading figure in our nation for many years. And we just lift them up to you as well and pray, God, for your blessing upon them and your comfort to them, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, just in terms of notes, here's just one really just to say to you that, um, well two really, just that we'll be starting deeper again next Sunday morning and uh, connect groups uh, I think are getting going again this week, um, uh, but I guess you probably would have heard that from your connect group leaders. Um, and this time, we're, this next um, term if you like, we're going to be looking at Joshua and thinking about the book of Joshua. You know, some people say that Joshua is the Old Testament book of Acts. And, uh, and vice versa. And so that's why we're sort of looking at that, um, you know, those two this year, Acts and Joshua. Um, so yeah, great. If you're not part of a connect group, like to join one, please just let us know and we'll connect you up. Um, yeah, great. 
Okay, before I teach a talk this morning, just thought in case you didn't see it a few weeks ago, um, Henry made this great um, video that just, you know, this last year you think I've oh, just been standing on, you know, treading water um, and uh, it's, it's really easy just to, to not remember, to really take in what ha ha God has enabled us to continue to do. And so Henry made this little video and, you know, we played it a few weeks ago, but just in case you weren't around on that particular day, thought I'd just play it again now. If you've seen it already, hey, it's worth seeing again, isn't it? Um, just in terms, and then we'll go straight from that into my message this morning, which I've recorded. Okay, bless you. Let's go for this. Yeah. 
Hi, let's just pray uh, together, shall we? So, Lord Jesus, we just want to pray that as we um, think about the scriptures together, that you will illuminate them to us and you'll help us, Lord Jesus, to see you in uh, in the things that we think about, Lord. And I pray this morning, Lord Jesus, that you would uh, burn our heart, in our hearts all the things that are from you and the things that are from me, let them fall to one side, we pray. Illuminate the scriptures to us, we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen. Great. Okay. Brilliant. Well, um, post Easter, and um, I know we've been sort of looking at the book of Colossians uh, an awful lot this year, um, but I just think feel like I've got a couple more messages actually, if that's okay, uh, from the book of Colossians. I just feel like I'd like to sort of, if you like, um, get over to you, and so um, we're just going to stick with it just for a little bit longer. So I hope that's okay. Um, and just to quickly recap, then, so the book of Colossians, this m- amazing book, really that. Um, Paul and Timothy, in particular Paul, because halfway through the book he changes to the singular. Um, um, Paul and Timothy um, write uh, to the Colossians that the heart of this book is a concern that they have that there uh, have been false teachings and false influences infiltrating the church in Colossae that are taking them away from Christ. And so those false con- those concerns particularly revolve around empty traditions, um, traditions that have nothing to do with Christ. Uh, and um, and we thought a little bit about that over, over the weeks. And, and then the, the other one is another one is that they are concerned about um, human made religions, religions that are 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 made up, if you like, and that do not have anything to do with Christ. Uh, um, uh, uh, and and then we also thought a bit about that. And, and then also there are those that would um, uh, try and just bring an influence that is just based on human observation. Uh, human thinking uh, and um, uh, rather than inviting the revelation of the divine alongside human revelation and understanding and and so of course there's there's a sense in which a couple of those you know they're, they're not all you know they're, they're, sometimes tradition is good and uh, and and human observation is good but there are elements of this here that are taking people away from Christ and so in order to counteract that their concerns about the uh, influences that are drawing this church away um they write to them and and their primary thing they they want to write to them is to lead them back to christ and so of course is, is this book still relevant to us today well i think those influences are all still there aren't they and do you ever feel that um you're doing something as part of your christian life and you're thinking this just feels empty <laughs> This doesn't seem to be about Jesus. It seems to be about a religious badge. Well, the Colossians, Colossians talks to you. We can talk to you in that. Do you ever feel that what you're engaging with, you know, that's not necessarily Christian and you're thinking this just seems to be something that could easily be made up? Then Colossians talks to us. Do you ever feel that there are, you're only operating on the level of the human mind rather than engaging with some with the divine that is beyond us do you ever feel like that colossians would speak to us and in order to be able to um engage with this paul draws us back to christ and the whole book really is one of the greatest most condensed uh expositions of of who jesus is in the writings of paul and some would say outside of the gospels in the new testament so let me just um share a screen shall we and uh, we're going to go back to a little bit of PowerPoint in here. So I hope that's OK. Um, and so um, here, 
uh, within the book of Colossians, we see that Jesus is presented um, as the great example. So Paul and uh, Timothy talk about the fullness of the Godhead lives in bodily form. He is the example of what it means to be God, but also what it means to be a true human being. Uh, the best example of humanity. He is the creator, the first, we, we see he is the one who is presented as the one who, who um, um, for by him all things were created. Um, uh, and so we see he is the one who initiates life, who brings forth the universe. Um, equally, we then, but then as the one who is, who is at the origins of it all, if you like, he is also the one who takes responsibility for it when, when things don't go as they should. And so he is presented as saviour through him uh, to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Equally, he is seen to be our strength. You see, the fullness of God lives here, but he also imparts that fullness to us. And so we in Christ, uh, equally, we, um, the fullness of the God, Godhead lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head. And so he is the one who imparts that fullness to us as well. And then he is also presented as the teacher. And it's the teacher that I want to spend some time thinking about now. Do we feel there is a need for instruction in life? Do you ever feel that there is a need for you to, to get hold of, of something that is beyond who you are and what we are? And, and yeah, I, I do. I don't know about you, but I certainly do. Particularly in this season of life, you know, that we're in at the moment, there's so many different things going on. You know, we need the heart and the mind of Christ. And so let's dig into this thought a little bit, shall we? Jesus, the teacher. Colossians chapter two, verses two to three says this. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and talking about his passion and desire for the Laodicean church. And for all those that have not met him personally, Paul says, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So let's just work, get a, a working definition, shall we, this morning of wisdom, understanding and knowledge. Um, you know, earlier on in the book, we, if you remember in chapter one, Paul starts by praying for them to get wisdom, knowledge and understanding. What is in his mind? What is in his heart? How do we understand these terms? Well, very, very briefly, what I would suggest to you is that knowledge has to do with obtaining the information that we need. So it is the what. What is it that we need to grasp? Wisdom is the application of that knowledge. It's how do we put this into practice? Understanding is grasping why we should do something. <clears throat> and of course, there is a sort of like a interrelated connection um, between these, these, these thoughts. Um, so let's just come off screen just, just for a moment, shall we? Um, and, and, and so um, the idea that knowledge is about getting what we, what we need. So, um, so for instance, I don't know, let's, let's see if I can get some examples of that really. Um, you know, the, the, the scriptures talk, if you like, about the fact that I should love my wife. And, um, and of course, I'd, I'd want to do that anyway, but you know, um, Wisdom has to do with the fact that God 
helps me. I ask God to help me and, and he helps me to do that well i hope on occasions <laughs> not always but you know um so um so you know it might be in the moment that god says to me you know um fire that little thing that you know she likes or or you know just think about um how tired she is and and help her in in that you know in that moment and do something that you know you just know would take the the burden off her or or or, you know help you know let let her choice prevail in this moment you know of course it could be the other way around as well couldn't it you know wife husband or whatever um the understanding takes us to the realm of the why you know because uh, i sometimes hear I'm, I'm forgive me for being really brutal here but you know sometimes i hear christians say well i must love my wife because the bible says well of course that's good enough it, it, well that's okay that works doesn't it not good enough but it's okay it works you know at least it's going to be better than the sort of like i'm not doing it um but actually why why because that's going to enrich both our lives <laughs> we're both going to have a better existence we're both going to enjoy the world more we're going to be stronger together we're going to be able to because we've cemented this relationship we make you know the why it's not just because jesus tells me so it's because it's going to be better for us both and all three elements of those things are there in the scriptures for us. The what, the how, and the why. I could have picked any other subject, couldn't I? I mean, in terms of morality, I mean, it's always an easy one to pick on this, but I'm just going to use it. You know, you know, in the scriptures, it tells me that drunkenness is not right. You know, that's the what. Um, tells me that the how, if you like, to stay away from that is to be filled with the spirit instead, <laughs> to get something of God in me rather than, than other, in, other influences. Um, the understanding of why, well, then we seek God some ways. Why, why shouldn't everybody else is doing it, you know? Well, the why might be that eight, something like 80% of crime is committed under the influence of alcohol or, or anything that takes me from the, away from the ability to make choices rationally for myself is not good is it it takes me away from living as god would have me live and so we get into the why and we could pick lots of other things and so there's a sense in which this book leads us towards that idea of um wanting to be those who have knowledge wisdom and understanding and paul is passionate that they get this let's just um, unpack just some of the other things that this particular book has to say shall we in on these things so just a very quick survey through and look at every place that these words are used knowledge so right at the beginning they are praying for the knowledge of god's will and so we pray from the day we have heard we have not ceased to pray for you asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Notice that link there, that, that getting the knowledge comes through spiritual wisdom and understanding through, through that which comes from God. And, uh, and so, um, so what, what we're getting here is the idea that we um, pray for God to give us his knowledge and not just any knowledge, the knowledge of his will. Do you wanna know what God has for you? You need to get the knowledge of his will. You need to pray for it. You want to, he wants them to increase in their knowledge. Of, you know, that there is a passion in Paul's writing here that he wants them to grow and increase in the knowledge of God's will. And then this astounding scripture in Colossians 2, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knitted together in love to reach all the fullness of God uh, and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. 
Now, of course, he could be just talking about the mystery there. But maybe what we're also getting here is the idea that we do not get knowledge if we do not get Christ. <laughs> um, and we'll think a little bit more about that in just a moment. But, but just that knowledge that we don't get this unless we are in Christ. In Christ, suddenly a whole vista of, of, of access to knowledge emerges. And then salvation. This amazing scripture in Colossians 3.10 says, and, and put on the new self, which be, is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Um, just one second here. Um, salvation includes the need to renew our knowledge towards the creator. So, and in other words, they, they are calling Paul and Timothy are calling them here to renew their understanding of knowledge. Salvation means that I accept that my knowledge sometimes needs to be renewed, that my way of, of, of what I understand and how I understand it, there is a need to readjust that in salvation. There are ways that I look at the world now that are very different to the way that I would have looked at the world before I was a Christian, my value systems have changed. My my understanding of uh, of, of priorities and, and all those sorts of you know my understanding of morality changes in salvation. And so there is in this, I believe, a call from God to uh, it, from these writers to, that I believe is rooted in the heart of God to understand that knowledge shifts and changes. And so then they also write to them about wisdom. And and I think this is the bigger thing that is in here. Again, they pray for the church to have wisdom and they use wisdom to teach they say we proclaim uh, um everyone teaching everyone with all wisdom so it's not just about factual information that when they teach they are looking for wisdom to wisdom to impart that you know the a, a, a great truth given at the wrong moment can do a lot of harm <laughs> the application of truth in a way that is not rooted in the wisdom of God can actually be counterproductive. That's an interesting thought, isn't it? I'll leave you to think about it once. But I identify that the source of wisdom as Jesus. Again, we come back to this, in whom are all hidden, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In other words, we we um we do not get knowledge. We do not get wisdom unless we are rooted in Christ. That, that knowledge and wisdom in one sense are first and foremost a person. And we'll pick that up hopefully a little bit next week because this is a two-part message this week, a two-week message this one. Um, that, 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 they're under, that knowledge and wisdom are rooted in Christ. If we do not get Christ, we do not get true wisdom and we do not get true understanding. There is a sense in which I cannot have the wisdom that really makes life work. They point out that there is false wisdom. There are sometimes those things that seem wise, but actually are not so wise. And, and there's an encouragement there to be careful about this appearance of wisdom. Things that's all oh, that seems okay. You know, somehow or another, if something doesn't, doesn't speak of Christ, doesn't smell like Christ, then it, it's not probably what we want to engage with. They encourage them to use wisdom in the church. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. See this idea of information, the, the information of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Singing psalms and hymns. When we sing psalms and hymns, 
we're exercising the wisdom of God. Sometimes, <laughs> not every time. They encourage them to use wisdom outside of the church, walking wisdom towards outsiders. There's a great passion in Paul here, in other words, for wisdom to prevail in this particular church community. And then we get the idea of understanding. They are praying for understanding again. And then this wonderful scripture in, in Colossians 2, that the hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love to reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery. The assurance of understanding. Isn't that an interesting thought? That there is something about understanding a thing that develops greater depth, a greater amount of assurance when we walk into the reality of that truth. Now, that's an interesting thought in itself, I have to say, because, you know, sometimes it is enough to just obey. God is, Jesus, Jesus is king, isn't he? And in that sense, there are moments when it is just enough to, to obey because Jesus says so. But when we get the understanding of it, there's greater conviction. There's a greater sense of now I get this. I know why I must do it. I'm not just doing this out of duty, which sometimes is enough. I'm doing this because I really get it. And so it's okay to be asking God, why is this important? To be asking God constantly why the scriptures call us to a particular course of action. It's okay to be saying, you know, why is this the right thing to do? So anyway, I've come off my screen share a little bit soon, really, but um, I hope you're getting into the heart of this, that there is a passion in Paul and in Timothy here that the church should get wisdom, knowledge and understanding. Next week, we're going to spend most of our time really digging into the idea of wisdom. What is wisdom? Because that's the one that's probably the hardest to define. But before we finish this morning, I just want to just ask a few questions to get us in the right zone with this, really. And so over to another screen share. So there, there are some, some questions then that I think this, um, this passage really demands of us, really. Uh, this, old, so, so this, this letter demands of us, really. Like, just jump out. I'm sure you can find others. So some questions to ask ourselves this week. Am I committed to growing, to getting and growing in the knowledge of God? Are we as a church committed to getting and growing in the knowledge of God? Am I prepared to have God challenge how I understand life? <laughs> have you ever prayed that prayer? Lord, help me to see things as you see them. It's amazing how he answers those prayers. <laughs> Do I want God's wisdom to live life? Who's going to say no? Do I want to try and understand why God, something is God's will? Now, that's sometimes a tough one, isn't it, really? Because um, we're not always quite sure just what God's will is. And there's whole theological debates surrounding how we understand the will of God. And so that's quite a difficult one. But do I have a primary commitment to saying, actually, I do somewhere in this want to try and understand God's will, even if I don't get there? You know, Job is the classic example of one who who wants to get that. And eventually when he meets God, it all just fitters away. And he says, you know, I don't really care now. I've met you. That's enough. 
it's enough. And sometimes we have those moments where we never really fully understand, but we get God's presence and that's enough. But it's still not, I think it's okay to ask God to help us understand. And, and am I praying, am I praying to get knowledge, wisdom and understanding? Am I praying for that? Am I praying for others to have knowledge, wisdom and understanding? It's easy to pray that prayer when you think somebody's disagreeing with you <laughs> and you think, well, I want them to get what I want. But are we just praying that as a general thing? Do we pray for one another to, to, to get the knowledge of God, to have the wisdom of God and to get the understanding of God? Do we do that? Do we pray? So have a little think about those maybe this week. You can take a little screenshot if you want to and maybe just bring them into your prayer life this week or something and be asking God, you know, am I committed to grow, getting and growing? In the, anyway, all those, those thoughts there. So I want to just finish now with this last little thought, really. Jesus, the teacher, do I trust the teacher's words? And you might say, well, I'm a Christian. Of course, I trust the teacher's words. Um, it doesn't always flow together, does it, really? Do I trust the teacher's words? Um yeah, there's a lot I'd like to talk about here, really. You know, Jesus, I mean, Jesus claimed some quite big things about himself, didn't he? He claimed that he was the way, the truth and the life. Um, he, he claimed that he spoke the very words of God. He claimed that his words would never pass away. Uh, heaven and earth might pass away, but his words would not. He claimed that his words were full of the spirit and of life. Um, his disciples said that his words had authority. They said that his words had the words of eternal life. And so to get the wisdom, knowledge and understanding of Jesus is to get all of those things if we believe who he says he is. In the Sermon on the Mount, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he said that if we will build our lives upon his, his words, it will be like we built our lives upon a rock. When the wind and the waves and all the storms of life come, we won't be blown away. What's interesting is the way that he starts the Sermon on the Mount. I think the Sermon on the Mount is, is our deep dive, our jump into the mind and the heart of Jesus the teacher. And I think that's one of the reasons that Matthew puts it at the beginning of his book. And he starts with the Beatitudes. Seven beautiful attitudes, some people call them, but the, the, the Beatitudes. And this this, sorry, let me just get to the Beatitudes and I'll read them to you and we'll finish with just these few thoughts. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I think that the Beatitudes act as a sort of like index to the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, as a, just as an aside. But but actually, Jesus is Jesus is teaching sometimes, and particularly no more else than in the Sermon on the Mount, are really sometimes very challenging, aren't they? Very um, penetrating and sometimes difficult to swallow 
And it's almost like at the beginning of this sermon, Jesus wants them to get that although he is going to teach some things that are going to seem counterintuitive, that are going to seem difficult to swallow, his commitment to them is that they are blessed. Jesus, the teacher, instructs us, gives us knowledge, wisdom and understanding because his passion for us is that he wants us to live life blessed and by that by the word blessed i would say to you oh, what i believe that means is happy and fulfilled it doesn't just mean a big bank account or a flash car or whatever it is or the you know the girl or the boy that you really really wanted to marry you know it doesn't just mean that it means so much more it means about being happy and fulfilled in life and jesus commitment is to say i'm going to give you some of these difficult things to swallow some of these difficult teachings because my commitment is that i want you to have a happy and fulfilled existence i want the blessing of god on earth and in one sense when we get the wisdom of god we get back to the way that god always wanted us to live is passion in creation so jesus the teacher jesus the teacher wants you to have the blessed life and you're going to ask him to help you grow in wisdom knowledge and understanding and certainly in this season we find ourselves we need that particularly wisdom don't we wisdom to know how we navigate our lives in this season so god bless next week we're going to we're going to deep dive into wisdom and we're going to think a little bit about what is wisdom, how we get it and how we live it. God bless. Great. I hope that was helpful. And um, let's just pray for a second, shall we? And then we're going to go now into time of worship and, um, you know, in the middle, in, somewhere in that, we'll, we'll break bread together as well. Because when we break bread, what we are, we are doing is we're saying, Jesus, we want to remember that you are with us. You're at the center of what we, who we are. And we want to keep a gratitude for what you've done for us as part of the rhythm of our life. And so we, that's why we want to do that regularly as part of our online times together. So but let's just pause and pray. Father, thank you that you are committed to us living the blessed life. And in order to do that, you instruct us. And so, Lord, I pray that for each one of us here today that are engaging with this today, that, Lord Jesus, that you would give us that sense of wisdom, knowledge and understanding so that we can live the life you want us to live, Lord. Lord, we give you permission to challenge us. We give you permission to change us. We, we give you permission to renew our knowledge, Lord. We trust you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just let the Holy Spirit continue to speak to you, refresh and, and bring thoughts to you as, as we worship together. We're going to worship in Waymaker now. I just love this song. And um, yeah, let's just touch the heart of God in this, shall we? Great. Mm.
Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. 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 That is who you That is who you are. That is who you
Christ alone is where we stand here. So let's just celebrate that Christ is in our midst, that Jesus is the one who has saved us, who has given us life, and he did that by the, uh, um, by the breaking of his body and the shedding of his blood. And today let's remember that Jesus is the Lord. He is the one who has given us salvation. For I received from the Lord what I passed on to you, the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Let's take and eat and remember the body of Christ, shall we? In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. We thank you, Jesus. So, Lord, we thank you that it's because of your body and your blood that we can have hope. And that, Lord, when we do this, we are proclaiming your death until you come. Lord, that the future is our expectation. And we believe the future should, should shape the now. And so we pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, in that sense, Lord, we're praying today for our nation and for the nations of the world. 
that God, that you will pour your blessing and your protection out, Father. Lord, we are mindful of all those that are suffering at the moment, those that are going through difficult times, whether it's related to the pandemic or whether it is something else, God. Will you be their strength? Will you be their comfort? Lord, we've already mentioned our royal family. We pray, God, for you to be their comfort and strength, Lord. We pray for our brothers and sisters and those around the world, Lord, who are in less privileged positions, and we pray for them, God. We pray for you to be with them, to provide for them and to protect them. And we pray, Lord, that this vaccination program around the world will have the desired effect. And Lord, as we step gradually back into some resemblance of normal life, we pray there will be no going back, Lord. That from here on, it will be forward. And I know, Lord, that for each person listening today, there will be a sense in which, Lord, those individuals have needs. And we pray, Lord Jesus, for each of us in our situations to know your blessing, God. You promised that, Lord, you will not fail to give your Holy Spirit to those who ask. And we ask for your presence, for your moving, for you being with us, God. In Jesus' name. Please feel free as well as usual just to post any prayer requests that you have online and we'll pick them up and we'll pray for them during the week. And, and as you type it, it is a sense in which you're saying, I, I am praying this prayer, praying this prayer. Well, it's great, wasn't it? Some of you saying how wonderful it was to see all the worship team together and just to see so many of them. Uh, you know, they're great to see Mark with that full-on beard. <laughs> I'm jealous, Mark. Um, and uh, yeah, so just great and um, awesome just to, you know, be able to worship in that way. We're going to worship together one more song that just flows from our time of breaking bread. You know, that wonderful song about the cross and man of sorrows. You know, and let's just let this be a song that we connect with and that hearts, you know, brilliant.
forgot to switch then really I was uh, <laughs> weighing that song yeah. well it's been great to be with you again this morning and um, Lord bless you you have an awesome week won't you and uh, let's just take that commitment that desire that will to have the knowledge wisdom and understanding of Christ to have the one in whom are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge you know the one who has all that in him 
to walk our, walk our week with him this week. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, whatever's going on in your world, we just pray that the wisdom and the love and the understanding and the grace and all of those things of Christ are with you this week. So be blessed, won't you? Please feel free to hang around and to, uh, to stay with us for um, um, a coffee afterwards. I'll put the slide up in a minute so you've got the login details. We'll go straight over to that in just a moment. And, uh, and please just do, you know, one or two folks have put some prayer requests on there. Please just, before you go, just take a moment just to look at those requests and just to um, pray for them this week. Because when we stay together, we pray together, um, when we pray for one another, we are stronger, aren't we? And when we're lifting one another up to Christ, you know, we are stronger. So God bless you. Have a great week and be blessed in all that you do. Okay, see you next week. God bless.